So today we're going to dive into um, a topic that I have referenced in passing many times on this channel, but I really want to dig in and uh, kind of call out past Rachel on one of the biggest mistakes that I made, and I made for a very long time. And when I've referenced this in past episodes, I've, I've said very openly, if I could go back in time, you know, I'm not, I'm not a person who lives with regret. I truly believe that things happen the way they're supposed to happen and to teach us lessons. And I wouldn't be here on this channel teaching people if I hadn't felt the burn, right? We say that they, there's a saying that the thing that you struggled with the most becomes the thing you're most passionate about. So I am grateful for my struggles because I built a business off them. You know, my strong ignite our 12 week program is to teach people health and fitness because I learned the hard way. This coaching program is to teach coaches because I learned the hard way and it's to streamline all this. But I, I've referenced in past episodes that if I could go back in time and redo one thing when we first started MindStrong, when we first started Ignite, it would be exactly what we're going to talk about today. So it warranted diving in um, a bit more. Welcome to MindStrong Coaches. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of MindStrong Fitness, a multi-six-figure, soon-to-be seven-figure online coaching business that I grew 400% in under eight months. The purpose of this show is to teach you to do the exact same thing, but in much less time. So let's get to it. And that thing I would change is this, you know, in the beginning, I'm going to kind of go back to the beginning and tell you a little personal story before we drive this point home. In the beginning, as I've mentioned in, in past episodes, um, my mindset was a, where I, I would reference probably, I would guesstimate about 90 5% of coaches where their mindset is. And that's once my business starts making money, then I'll start investing in myself. And I operated this year for this way for many, many years. And I remember I heard a quote, I think it was by James Wedmore, who's a kind of online business guy. And he said, if you, this is a very specific example that we'll talk about in a few minutes, but he said, if you think you can't afford to hire a virtual assistant, that's why you need to hire a virtual assistant. And I remember that one sentence is like, what did it for me? You know, in a past episode, we referenced the Tony Robbins two millimeter rule where you're always two millimeters away from that thing. That's mindset wise. That was my two millimeter. Like I, I, I knew that there was something missing. I knew that I needed something to scale. And when I heard that sentence, it just, it clicked. And it wasn't just about the virtual assistant, but for the purposes of this conversation, we're going to start there. So anyway, there, there I was, I just started Ignite. Um, I had this mindset the vast majority of coaches have of, you know, once my business starts making money, then, then I'll start investing myself. And along with that belief became this belief, like James Wedmore's quote, about what that had to do with hiring and help, right? To me, hiring an assistant is something that businesses that are making tons of money do. Because my mindset was, well, my, my business isn't making very much money. And none of these tasks on my plate, none of them are beyond what I'm capable of doing, right? I can write 50 emails a day. I can update my website. I can go inside our hosting platform and upload videos all day long. I can physically do all those things. So to summarize this whole introduction, my mindset at the time when I started was it's more important that I save the cash and spend the hours on tasks that I can be doing than to hire someone else. That's where my mindset is. That's where Mo was. That's where most coaches' mindsets are, right? If I can do this, why spend the money? If I just summarize that whole story, that's the takeaway. If I can do this myself, why spend the money? And 
when I heard that sentence, you know, if you think you can't afford to hire a, a virtual assistant, that's exactly why you need to. It struck something in me because what I realized is, yes, I could absolutely spend 12 hours a day on my business, which at that point was probably close to what I was spending, if not more, <laughs> before I learned boundaries and hiring and all that. I absolutely could. There was nothing difficult about writing 50 or 100 emails a day. There was nothing difficult. In fact, I even enjoyed building my website out. You know, there was no reason that I couldn't handle uploading videos for eight hours a day while I was writing those emails. I could physically do all those things. What I couldn't do was do lives in my Facebook group as often as I, as often as I wanted. I couldn't have face-to-face time with potential clients. I couldn't be doing things that could be bringing in business for my company because all of my time was being spent on back-end logistical work. And I actually did an exercise. I'm not sure who I got this for. It might've been James Wedmore also. I'm not sure. But they have you. They had me do an exercise where I figured out what my hourly rate, my hourly rate would be, my wage would be based on the hours I was spending in those logistical things. And it was that moment seeing that data was like, holy crap, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be the CEO of this company, but I'm, I'm earning like $4 an hour because I'm sitting here updating my website instead of showing up for my clients. And I did all that for two reasons. And that's really what I want to dive into today. One was money and two was control. And this as coaches, this is why I say if I go back in time and and redo one thing, it would be doing this process backwards. And I've talked about it a little bit in past episodes where I talk about the necessity of investing early. But there's more to this conversation that needs needs to be had. The first, the money part, the investing part is a little more black and white, right? It makes sense logically. Well, if my business isn't making money, why don't I just do all this myself? And that becomes a catch-22 because the reality is, You can, just like I could, you can spend your time doing those tasks. It is very easy and maybe even enjoyable for you to create images, to, um, you know, do the backend website work, to write those emails, to do all that stuff. You can do it. You might even enjoy it. But as a human, you have a limit to how many hours in the day you have. And it is just a fact of, of the universe of how time is constructed that if the hours of your working day are spent on those logistics, those hours cannot be spent serving clients. Now, building a website is kind of can bring in money at some point, right? I think writing emails can kind of bring in money at some point, but it is not the same as doing a Facebook Live where you're going into a sales pitch at the end. It's not the same as setting up a discovery call with a client who's going to pay you thousands of dollars to sign up with you. Those are the tasks as the CEO of your company. This is where your time needs to be spent. And it just physically cannot if you are spending it on this other stuff. So there is a mindset shift to be made about where your money is going, right? Why would you not hire someone, even if you think you quote unquote don't have the money, this is why you don't have the money, right? If you can put some of that money you're going to be earning by showing up, by doing those lives, by having those discovery calls, if you put a fraction of it, it's not going to be all the money, it's going to be a fraction of it into hiring an assistant or a virtual assistant in charge of, of updating your website, of writing your emails, of creating your images, And you pick and choose. Like I personally, I write our emails because I enjoy writing, right? I'm an author. I don't update my website. I don't create images because those are not in my zone of genius. I'm terrible with graphic design. I enjoy the website part, but it's a tremendous amount of work. So I pick and choose and we'll, we'll talk more about tips and tricks for that. The other part of this conversation though, is about the control. And this one, um, you know, in full disclosure, it gets easy for me. 
it's easy for me to forget how hard this was because once you do it, it's a beautiful thing that I forgot because once you do it, you can't imagine not doing it. So when I heard that, that sentence about if you can't afford to hire a virtual assistant, you know, that's why you need to afford one that clicked for me. I understood like, that's why I'm not making money because I'm not doing money-making activities. I'm so holed up in the logistics that I'm not doing the things that my business needs to make money. But then it became so freaking scary. And even saying it with that enunciation is an understatement because suddenly what I was about to do is I was about to give a complete stranger. And granted we did interviews and, you know, we didn't pick the first person who applied. It was a thorough process, but even at the end of the day, this person was a stranger and I was about to give them access into the back end of our programs where we had paying clients, right? They had access to websites that were up and live and the letting go of control like that when you've been the sole person in your business is absolutely petrifying. And it's easy for me to forget how scary that was because the beautiful thing is once you do it, you can't imagine not doing it. Like there have been times since then where, you know, if now we have a, a team, but there's been days where like an assistant whose job is to do X, Y, and Z has been away. So I'll find myself doing a task that's not really my job. And I find myself getting grumpy, like, oh, why am I uploading videos? This, this is something so-and-so should be doing. And I made the choice to do it, right? I could have easily outsourced it. But I now take for granted that, you know, my job, if you ask me, what's your role as CEO, it's to show up, it's to host lives, it's to host workshops, it's to talk to potential clients, it's to help brand and market my company. It is not to update my website, right? Even when I create programs, I record the videos, I send them off, the video editor edits them, the, the VA uploads them to Kajabi, our hosting platform, someone else creates the images, someone, you know, like this, there is a team involved. And in the beginning, it doesn't have to cost a ton of money. And we'll talk more about logistics in a second. But the the two truths exist. One, when you hire people in, when you give up that control, it is going to be so scary. And it's only going to take about, I think for us, it took like two weeks till I could not imagine a world in which I didn't have that person. And then it's a snowball effect, right? We hired in one virtual assistant who to this day at the time of this recording still works for us. And from there, it was like, oh my gosh, this has changed my life as a CEO. Who else can I hire? Who else can I hire? And now the first thing I do when we're ready to scale is I don't increase my own pay. I use that money to go hire someone else in because I know the more other people take off my plate, the more I can show up in my business in those money-making ways. So here's here's where I would encourage you to... Um, to take some action in this. Another number one is just, you know, we always call it shining the light of awareness. You can't make change till you shine the light of awareness. Get real with yourself, right? What is holding you back from hiring someone? I'm going to guess for most people, it comes down to those two things, money and control. The money part will come. You, you, you know, the people say you got to spend money to make money. There's some truth, some not truth to that, but it's not about spending money to make money. It's about the fact that you're right now, you might not be spending your time on money making activities, when you spend that money, it's not black or white. It's not, oh, I've spent the money on a virtual assistant. I have no money anymore. It's, I spend the money on a virtual assistant. I have all this time and space to now show up in the money-making activities that my virtual assistant is making possible. If it's control, that, that that's one of those things. It's a, the cliff you got to jump off. Do your due diligence, right? Don't hire the first person. I I always do interviews on on Zoom. I want to see people face to face. Vibrations, vibes are very real. Your gut knows if they're a good fit. And you start with baby steps. In that very the very first task we got gave our virtual assistant, 
in no way involve the back end to our programs. That's way too much trust for a stranger. And I say that as a very trusting person. It was some medial task that that was a big help, but didn't require any risk on our part. And when she knocked it out of the park, then we went on to the next task and the next task. And after a few tasks, there was no doubt in my mind that she could rock bigger projects. Now I would I would trust her to step in as CEO for the day if she if she needed to. But just like a personal relationship, it takes time. It takes those baby steps. You don't have to jump in with both feet. You build trust over time. So I, first, I would encourage you to get real about what's holding you back from from outsourcing. If it's money, if it's if it's control, um, you know, we've talked about those in depth. The next thing I'd encourage you to do, and this was a really powerful for one one for me, I made a list of every activity of where I was spending my time. Like it can be a long list, but this whole thing will take you five, maybe 10 minutes. You could do it, you know, while you're sitting on the couch at night, when you usually scroll through Instagram, open a note in your phone and start listing. You know, I update my website. I make image designs on Canva. I write emails. um, I design programs. I upload videos. I record the videos. I edit the videos. I used to edit my podcasts. I used to edit my videos. I used to, I have a background in music. So I knew how to work GarageBand. I used to add this. Like I used to do all of that. (laughs) It's nuts to me now that I used to do all of that because now I record the video. I send it to our person. She edits them. She sends it back. It's done. And in those, the 12 hours it would have taken me to, to edit a season of podcasts, I could now show up and, and, do generate money generating activities in my business. Anyway, you're going to make a list of every activity that you do. Then you're going to decide which one of these creates money in my business. Now, don't get cute about this. And I say that with love, right? Because technically updating your website might create money. Updating your website is not a money-making task. There's no FaceTime with clients, right? Nobody, nobody is digging into your, what most people are not buying because they wound up on your website. There's, there's more to it in the coaching world than that. Get real about what activities are drawing in your clients. What's including FaceTime? What are roles that only you as a CEO can be doing? Because no one knows your business like you, right? Someone else can update your website. They can't host a Facebook Live the way you do. They can't host a five-day challenge the way that, that you do, at least not yet till you train those people. So you're going to make a list of every single activity. First thing you're going to do is if I wasn't afraid of it, if money was no issue, okay, we're going to take the two fears out. If I wasn't worried about control, if I wasn't worried about money, which would I love to get off my plate? In fact, it's funny we're talking about this because I just found my list the other day of all my activities, which I would love to not have to handle because there's going to be those few. It might not be tons, but there's going to be a few where you're like, I freaking hate doing this. I wish I didn't have to do it. Those are a good starting place. Then you're going to look at what activities do I enjoy but probably aren't the smartest use of my time, right? For me, that's writing emails. I could easily hire in a a, a skilled copywriter to write our emails. I haven't yet. I could afford to now. I still haven't because I love it. I just genuinely love our emails being in my voice. Now, someday I'll give up that control. That's purely a control thing for me right now. There are plenty of talented copywriters who could copy my voice and write those emails. I just haven't yet because I'm not ready to. So you will find those tasks of like, this would make financial sense, but I'm not ready to yet. Put them in a column, highlight them in a different color, whatever your style is, but don't worry about those yet. Remember, just like most things in life, what we're looking for is momentum. So even if you only hire someone for the most medial task, what if it's like remedial task? What if it's like, you know, usually I design my images in Canva. I'm going to hire someone, literally, I'm going to hire someone to design one image for me in Canva. And you go on freelancer.com or fiverr.com or indeed or wherever you go, indeed might be a bit big for a little project like that. And you hire someone for one specific task like that. 
you got momentum. Because what's going to happen now is you're going to say, wow, that person could do that way better than I could. Or wow, in that hour that I would have spent on Canva, I was able to do X, Y, and Z. And you're going to see the more you do this, the more you're going to crave outsourcing. And that probably sounds crazy. I know it did for me in the beginning because of that control factor, but it becomes addicting. What else can I get off my plate? What else can I get off my plate? Because the reality is, and you know, we learn this at different levels. As the CEO, your job is not to work in your business. Your job is to work on your business. And I say I learned that from personal experience because I did that very well in the very beginning. Then as I'm describing today, you know, I got very caught up in the nitty gritty doing everything. And then I got out of it again. But as our business scaled, when I was the only coach in a business that was now 10 times the size or 400% the size to, to be literal about it, I found myself back into working in the business. And that's when I brought in coaches and it allowed me to do it again. So I say all that to say, you know, this is not a one and done thing. As you grow, you you have to keep looking for those opportunities to outsource. But for the purposes of of today's um, content, you know, it is very normal in the beginning to have this mindset backwards. I 100% did. It's we think once I start making money, then I'll start investing. We think nobody knows my business like I do. I'm the only one who knows the ins and outs in the back end. I can't let a stranger in there. Those are all very normal feelings. And it's opposite, right? <laughs> the more money you spend up front, I don't mean that literally. This is not a contest of who can shell out the most cash. But investing in your business early is how you're going to hit those milestone months early and grow from there. In retrospect, I didn't need years to start hitting 10, 20, 30, 40, 50K months. If I had invested early, I could have hit that within six months of starting my business. And where we would be now is is exponential from there. And it's the same thing with help, right? If I had gotten help from the very beginning, we would be exponential from where where we are now. If there's one thing I could go back and redo in my business, it would be that. I would flip my mindset to start those things before I felt ready. And that's a hashtag bigger life statement. And one we talk to our clients about is leap. You're never going to feel hundred percent ready. It's always going to feel scary. So taking that leap now is the best way that your future self is going to thank you. For more help scaling your fitness business, whether it's brand new or whether you've been at it for a while, visit www.mindstrongcoaches.com.